Hi there, welcome to the Mentoring Club podcast. In this podcast series, you are listening to pairs of mentors who were put together randomly. They all joined the Mentoring Club to share their experiences and insights in one-on-one -on -one sessions. But now, with this podcast, we are widening our spectrum to allow more people to learn and grow. The topics and discussions you will be listening to are as diverse as these pairs. In case you want to know more or meet one of our mentors, visit mentoring-club.com. And now, lean back and enjoy the talk. Hi everyone, welcome to our new episode of Mentoring Club Insights podcast. I'm Simone from Munich, Germany. Since I've worked in a different position in the automotive industry for over 14 years, I decided to set up my own business consultancy at the end of last year. I love working with the teams and startups, especially helping them to grow. I find it extremely inspiring to be able to use my coaching skills to work with teams on their team culture and values. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Vinod Vishwanathan from a very sunny Mumbai in India. A very passionate aviation and travel enthusiast uh, now for over 13 years. I've worked across commercial and sales leadership roles. And I've had the good fortune of helping airlines and travel businesses grow revenues and reduce costs. So today we're going to be talking about all things around pressure points. Uh, we look to broadly cover our understanding and definition Uh, what are some causes, some examples or instances on how we have tackled challenging situations? And finally, uh, what have been some resources that have helped us manage these effectively? So let's jump right in, Simone. Uh, why don't we start with what do you make of pressure points and how would you look to define it? Of course. So first, I want to point out that challenges belong to our lives. We all know situations in our lives where challenges helped us to grow. Many times we decide by ourselves to strive for change. We want to reach new goals. And pressure helps us to stay motivated and push ourselves forward. Breaking out of our comfort zone also means being exposed to new situations, risks and challenges, which we've never dealt with before. And in such situations, pressure could easily come into place. Another topic I want to speak about is stress, such as uh, time pressure. I think stress itself should not always be considered as purely negative, because if we face stressful situations, the adrenaline in our body helps us to focus and our mind and body is fully awake. So that's the positive side. But I mean, we also need to take care of ourselves and ensure that we have our individual stress management strategies in place to drop our stress levels if necessary. For sure, Simone, uh, some very, very valuable points there. Uh, just to add to what you're saying, for me, I would say anything that causes a sense of overwhelm or discomfort and almost seems like something that is too big or daunting to accomplish to me is a pressure point. To broaden this, I would actually look at them in two different ways or through two different lenses. Uh, one could actually be caused by internal or external factors or triggers. Uh, and I'd say the second would be personal or professional. Mm. So very interesting point, Vinod. Um, why don't you further expand on what you mean by internal versus external factors? 
as well as personal or professional reasons and what some of the causes for these are? Uh, sure. Uh, I would say internal factors and causes would be anything that we perceive of the situation that actually triggers us. It could include reasons like performance anxiety, perception, low self-confidence, any fears or phobias. I'd say these could be some examples. Uh, external factors could be, say, for example, the environment, uh, the economy, pollution, wars, the pandemic. Uh, you get the drift. Uh, I'd say personal and professional are more obvious. Uh, personal reasons could be any medical or health concerns, relationship concerns, uh, maybe relocating to a new city or country, uh, a bereavement of a loved one in the family, etc. Professional could again be appraisal season, a project you're not sure of delivering in time, a very demanding boss, a retrenchment or the loss of a job. Uh, so yeah, I'd say these to me are broadly the wider umbrella or spectrum of pressure points. Uh, what about you, Simone? Uh, what would you then include as potentially some causes? Well, um, as you already mentioned, we note pressure can be caused by internal factors. And for me, the risk of not fulfilling your own expectations can also be a cause of stress. So be aware of this if you like to set high standards upon yourself. And another reason um, could be that you're not aware of the resources that can help you to handle the challenge. Not utilizing the resources available to you and forgetting to implement useful strategies could lead to uncertainty. You could even lose your confidence about your own success. Uh, so now that we have actually covered our understanding and causes, I think it would be a good idea to get into solution mode and learn more about how does one effectively navigate or tackle these pressure points. And also maybe if uh, you know we can share any real life instances or examples where we have managed them successfully. So why don't we start with you, Simone, and uh, what your take is on this? For sure, great idea. So um, here comes the first. For me, a very easy strategy I use to tackle pressure, especially time pressure, is prioritize. Not everything needs to be sorted out at the same time. So I usually take my time to look at my tasks and find out what is really important and should be done right now. We are used to doing that in a business context, but sometimes we forget to use this helpful tool in our private lives. Another topic I often discuss with my mentees is saying no. In certain situations, it is absolutely okay to say no if someone asks you for a favor. And it's absolutely crucial to take care of yourself first. For sure, no, it's not easy to say no if somebody asks you for help. But it's like you're taught on airplanes. Take care of your safety first before helping others. And please remember that a no can also be a not now, but later, or I can't help you right now, but I know somebody who can. A second very helpful strategy to navigate through difficult times is I remember myself that there are always ups and downs in my life because this is the way life goes. The good thing is I know that if it is a challenging and hard time, it's going to get better. I've experienced that quite a few times in my life. This confidence helps me find 
energy and a positive attitude to plan my next step out of the challenge and towards my goals, step by step. And as a third topic, I would like to share with our audience an exercise. An exercise that helps to strengthen our own resilience. So grab a piece of paper and draw a line. The line stands for your life. Now note three personal challenges or crises you have experienced on that line. And first you will see you managed them. Here you are today. And then ask yourself what exactly helped you to manage the situation? What exactly helped you overcome your fears and take the first step? Which person, attitude or skill was crucial? And uh, looking back, did you take away anything positive out of the crisis? And most probably, you will find out that most of the time you used the same resources and skills to cope with the situation. You will explore your personal resilience skills. And now that you're aware of your super skills, you can start using them. You will handle the next challenge with more confidence. It could even help you to see a chance instead of a risk. Uh, thanks, Simone. I think some very, very effective solutions over there. So, bravo. Uh, for me, I can largely think of three broad ways to effectively manage pressure points. I'd say first and the most powerful one to me is having a very clear understanding and distinction of what is it that I can control and what is it that I cannot control. That distinction to me is actually so powerful and helpful And when you deeply reflect on this, uh, what you learn is that the only thing you can control is yourself, i.e. your mind, your beliefs, your attitude and your action. There is just truly nothing else that you can control. If you reflect carefully, you will learn that you cannot truly control maybe say the actual outcome of an interview or a project. You cannot control how an economy might truly behave, uh, maybe the health of a loved one or another individual and so on. What this distinction does is that it very humbly brings the realization that when the only thing that you can control is yourself, a lot of the other bits that we keep worrying so much about is really just not or has never been in our control. So I'd say keep focusing on what you tell yourself, your mind, and how you act. And I'd say leave the rest to what I call casual positive optimism. Because you anyway have no control on it, so you might as well believe that it will work out just fine. The second, I'd say whenever you are too stressed or worried, always try to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. When you do this, Uh, you, what you realize is that something that seems so gargantuan and big in the moment, a few months or years down the line, mostly seems much, much smaller and something that you might even laugh about. Say a university exam that you were so stressed about today might seem like a walk in the park. An appraisal that you believed uh, would define your entire professional career Might be today, it was just not such a bigger deal and uh, your career turned out just fine and you went on to achieve many other professional goals. Do mind that I am in no way asking you to make light of any situation. 
what i am saying though is that very often a little perspective does help and more often than not something that seems insurmountable in the present only seems much much smaller in the future and lastly i'd say divide tasks or a project into much smaller goals i cannot tell you how much this has helped me in all aspects of life say for example you're planning to relocate to a new city and are worried about picking up a new apartment what you could do is divide this into three or four mini goals say for example goal 1 could be two weeks of research on only brokers and suburbs that you might consider goal 2 could be another two weeks of research on only loan mortgage or financing options and you get the drift the central idea here is to actually not consider it as one mammoth task but rather three or four you know micro or mini tasks that add up to that one large task we know that these are great practices so you talked about slicing the elephant into smaller pieces having your own big picture as well as uh, knowing what your level of direct impact on a situation is could you give us an example where you used that practice before uh sure uh, i'd say uh, the most topical and and recent one would be uh, you know in these times of you know covid-19 in the early days with all the gloomy news around us of you know people getting infected mortalities etc my immediate fear was of course that for myself and my loved ones i started to worry about what if i may contract it how would i recover and you know the list is truly endless but i decided to take a step back and told myself uh, you know what is it that i can truly control or focus on in this situation and as always the answer was just myself my mind my beliefs my attitude and my action so i decided that i can try to at least stay healthy so i scheduled a workout from home for about 30 minutes four or five times a week i can be responsible not travel or get exposed to large crowds I can continue to eat healthy and nutritious food. I could keep my mind positive and engaged. I even enrolled myself in a very challenging Harvard course. I switched off all the news updates and scheduled virtual time over the weekends with my family and friends. And eventually just trusted that you know if I do all of this all might just turn out just fine. I will say that over time this helped me immensely in keeping a check on my mental health staying active and engaged and definitely navigating through this crisis at least so far of course not to say that you know there weren't bad days or moments of fear and panic but I will say largely in check and I'd circle back to the golden question that I mentioned earlier what is it that I can truly control and what is it that I can't and continue to focus and act on only what i can and then really just believe and hope for the best any recent example that comes to your mind simone uh, you know that might also help the audience uh, yes yeah, so i'd love to share an example so last year i decided to start my own business and in the beginning the task seemed to be really big so what helped me was the approach you explained before slicing the elephant into smaller pieces So I defined my activities and steps, wrote them down on sticky notes, and put them into different columns or categories. 
to do, in progress, done and critical. And if needed, I added a due date. So a very simple, but for me, effective tool. And for me, it's priceless to have a structure I can follow. And uh, no surprise, I was facing difficult times and setbacks as well. In uh, these times, I used my network a lot, talked to friends about my thoughts and concerns. I can say the exchange was so valuable because it always gave me a new perspective and insights. Sometimes I asked myself, what is the very worst thing that could even happen? In my case, the answer was always reassuring. And in other cases where I was frustrated because I felt like being stuck, I actively decided to rest my mind. I used strategies like stopping to work on a certain topic for a day or two, or focusing on a completely different task, or going for a walk and let my thoughts wander. And suddenly, hey, I caught a new idea or regained energy to take the next step. Well, Vinod, we've already mentioned some very effective tools and strategies we use to manage difficult situations. Are there more resources and strategies you could think of which you have used before to handle certain challenges? Uh, yes, uh, many go-to resources, uh, really. Uh, I'd say the top ones would include uh, any mindfulness practice. It could be meditation, yoga, really whatever works for you. Uh, and now, of course, there are lots of uh, you know resources that are available online. So I highly recommend this. Uh, I'd also say journaling, uh, something that I find very, very therapeutic. Uh, it could be what you're grateful for, your desires, any plans, wishes, or really even something that is making you anxious. Uh, over time, this has tremendous positive effects. Uh, and again, something that I highly recommend. Uh, definitely some books or audiobooks as well. Uh, one author would be Nirial. Uh, he has one called Indistractable, which is a bestseller. In the book, he speaks extensively on a time boxing method uh, where he basically mentions that, you know, everything needs to be put on your calendar. Uh, you know, even if it's your free time, uh, time at the gym or family time, uh, and only when it's on the calendar, uh, does it truly have a shot at uh, getting accomplished. Uh, so I highly urge everybody to, you know, check that out. Uh, I would also say Mel Robbins and her book, uh, a bestseller, The Five Second Rule. Uh, again, not directly related to the topic, uh, but I think, uh, you know, what she covers does hold good water in our context. Uh, I'd also say uh, try to surround yourself with uplifting friends and positive people as much as possible. Uh, I understand that it might not always be easy and you might not always get to choose. Uh, but I will say that awareness is the first step. As much as possible, you want to stay away from toxic or energy-sapping people and definitely try to surround yourself with a lot more encouraging people who are also happy and positive themselves. And I'd say lastly, uh, you know, have a warm shower at least twice a day. I know it might sound very basic or even stupid, uh, but through the day, you have dealt with so many decisions, challenges, situations. Uh, an evening shower is just such a great pick-me-up and just frees you of the entire day's fatigue. Uh, and well, if not anything else, is also great hygiene and uh, I'm sure your partner will appreciate it. Uh, what about you, Simone? Uh, you know, any helpful resources that you can share? 
Yeah, sure. So um, for me, breathing is very important. It's a very powerful tool to also drop the stress level. And there is a particular breathing technique I would like to share. And it's called 4711. And you can reduce the st stress level in a very short time. And it's simple. So it's about deep abdominal breathing. Breathe in for four seconds and exhale for seven seconds. And continue the exercise for 11 minutes. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Very simple. And I'd like to say the next resource I want to mention is sports. Sports helps to reduce adrenaline in your body and should be definitely a part of your stress management strategy. If you feel uncomfortable or tense, for example, in a critical meeting, I would recommend the following. First, observe your body reaction. Can you feel physical tension? How fast is your heart beating? What about your breathing? Then take a deep breath at least three times. Breathe in and out very slowly. That will help you to relax and calm down. And try not to take things personally. Control your thoughts and emotions. And uh, right after the discussion or meeting, move. Use the stairs instead of an elevator to re reduce the level of adrenaline in your body. And the last really basic resource we should use is sleep. Take care of yourself and get enough sleep. But sometimes getting enough sleep is not always enough. Our brain and mind also need some food in terms of various inputs. So when was the last time you spent time being creative, painting, writing a story or learning a new song? And yeah, all of these tools can help you become stronger and better at overcoming the challenges life throws at us. Well, as we came towards the end in our podcast, we've talked about challenges and pressure points in our lives. We shared some practices which help us deal with difficult situations. We've talked about useful resources and tools our audience can employ to manage pressure. I'm sure this has opened up some new perspectives for our listeners. Uh, just in conclusion, I would say that learn to just make it an ally. Work with it as something that you can actually control and view it just as a sort of catalyst that only pushes you to achieve greater things. We do sincerely hope you enjoyed our podcast and found it useful. A list of the resources we mentioned would be available in the notes section. Should you also wish to connect with either of us and discuss any of the topics in further detail, do find us on the Mentoring Club, an amazing pro bono mentoring platform created for your growth and development. Do stay healthy and safe, everyone. And here's Simone and me signing off. Cheers. Cheers.